everybody, it's The Rewind for the month of August 2022. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. Back at you. Oh, hold on a second. You're not in your man cellar anymore. Uh, no, no, no. Not a, not a cellar. It is a summer home. But uh, yes, I am uh, no longer able to occupy it. Turns out that the rats that you heard last month actually aren't, you know, like regular rats. They're, they're an endangered species called kangaroo rats. What? The SPCA came by my house and actually locked off access to it because the kangaroo rats have a nest in there. And because they are federally protected, I, uh, I'm not allowed in there right now. So you've been evicted by rats. Well, it's a kangaroo rat. It's a very specific type of rat that also happens to be endangered. Very endangered. I don't think that's a real animal. No, it's very real. It's a very real infestation that is also now a protected habitat. C'est la vie, Paul. C'est la vie. Life is a series of lessons, and I feel like uh, I've learned one here. We've learned a lot of lessons together. We have in the 15 years we've been doing this, because it is 15 years, Nathan. We celebrate 15 years of this mess. Oh, wow. Uh, we have learned many lessons. Don't ask me to recount any of them. I couldn't if, uh, if asked, but uh, we have certainly learned something. Yeah. Speaking of learning something, Nathan, why don't you hit me with some news? All right. Let's learn something about the world. Uh, sure. I can teach you things. Okay. Things I've known for a while. Things I've only learned as of two minutes ago. Okay. Because that's just what it is. It's just when you do all your prep for the show. I'm happy to admit that now. Like in the past, I'm like, no, I'm ready. Well, see, we were just talking about stuff that we've learned over 15 years. And now you've learned to admit that you don't actually do work beforehand. Yeah. Isn't admitting like your first step in admitting <laughs> admitting is the first step in admitting. Yes. Okay. It's also the final step in admitting. I'm admitting. Great. For a story. Well, the Toronto sun.com reports that uh, Peel regional police are currently looking for help to identify a number of men involved in a brawl where even a sword was in play. Oh yeah. On Sunday at 1:30 AM, Police were called to a fight involving weapons between a large group of men in a parking lot at McLaughlin Road and Steeles Avenue West in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Several people involved in the brawl suffered non-life-threatening injuries. A video of the fight, which has gone viral, shows at least a dozen men in a fight, and one was swinging a sword. Men are seen punching each other. Those who fell to the ground were kicked by several others. On Tuesday, Peel Police Deputy Chief Nick Milanovic addressed the issue at an unrelated press conference. We are as a police service aware of that. We are investigating and have identified persons of interest. Police service is committed to holding people accountable when they target our community. But what caused the fight? I don't know. Just some dude wanted to wave his sword around. Not a knife, right? To be clear, it wasn't a knife. You're talking about an actual sword. An actual sword. Who brings out a sword these days in a fight? Well, people in Brampton, evidently. Well, to be honest, back in the day, you would draw a sword on someone who might have disrespected you or stole your, your wife or your cow or whatever. You know, you'd pull a sword on someone. <laughs> you know, the period you're talking about is like the fifth century or something. That's really back in the day. 
That, that's what I'm saying. Back in the day. Usually when people say back in the day, they mean like 30, 40 years in the past. We're, we're, you're talking about ancient history at this point. It was still back in the day. There's a day that's behind us that's backwards of us. Okay, that's fair. Did you know that I, I took two years of fencing once? I know how to sword fight. Do you know that about me? Are you incriminating yourself right now? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't my sword either. So you do have a sword? Uh, yes. <laughs> Where were you last night? And were you involved in a giant brawl? <laughs> I will find yet another way to put you in jail. Okay. Mark my words. You will be in jail before this show's done. Uh, Next story. Okay. Well, from the insider.com. Some TikTok users are wearing their vaginal secretions as do-it-yourself perfume after hearing the trick can boost sexual attraction. Oh, wow. I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow is somehow to blame. You know, after selling a candle that smells like her vagina, she just opened the floodgates for every idiot and nutball to do whatever they want, including these TikTok assholes. Well, the trend called vapping. <laughs> you can't became fodder on TikTok after user Mandy Lee shared a now-deleted video endorsing the practice. It gained more than 1 million views and comments from longtime vabbing fans who suggested it for date nights and job interviews. Those are two great time periods to do that. This isn't the first time vabbing has made headlines. In August of 2019, Refinery29 published an excerpt from sexologist Shan Budram's book, the Game of Desire, where she recommended vabbing and shared her personal experience, saying she's done it for 15 years. Since then, perfumes have promised to boost a person's pheromones, chemical signals common to a particular species have hit the market. But there's no scientific evidence that vabbing or pheromone power scents work for humans. Tristan Wyatt, an evolutionary biologist who studies various animals' scents and pheromones, told Insider. I don't know about you, but when I go to the supermarket now, I just douse myself in vaginal secretions. It's disgusting. It hasn't gained me anything, but... Uh, what, what, what would be the male uh, male variation of that? Uh, it's got to be some combination of like cum and vamping or something. Camping? Uh, no. Maybe like jerking? How about pabbing? Like penis. Pabbing. Oh, pabbing. Pabbing. There we go. Uh, I don't know. Workshop a little. Come back to me with something better. Okay. Give me 12 options at the end of the week, please. All right. Sounds good. Moving on. Uh, from the BBC.com, Japan, and I would move there just for this reason. Uh, Japan's young adults are a sober bunch, Paul. Something authorities are hoping to change with a new campaign. The younger generation drinks less alcohol than their parents. A move that has hit taxes from beverages like sake. So the National Tax Agency has stepped in with a national competition to come up with ideas to reverse the trend. The Saki Viva campaign hopes to come up with a plan to make drinking more attractive and boost the industry. The contest asks 20 to 39-year-olds to share their business ideas to kickstart demand among their peers, whether it's for Japanese sake, sochu, whiskey, beer, or wine. The group running the competition for the tax authority says new habits, partially formed during the COVID pandemic, and an aging population have led to a decline in alcohol sales. Look, if they want to fix this problem, I got the solution. You put those Pokemon cards <laughs> in every bottle of alcohol, you'll be selling them like there's uh, no tomorrow. Dude, you might not live in Japan, 
But I think you got it. Tell them there's a rare foiled Charizard <laughs> in like every hundredth sake. Uh, you, you won't be able to keep them on the shelves. Oh, oh, tonight, <laughs> I got something hard edge. What? Pokemon cards. That's a great idea. Imagine that it's gotten so bad where the government is like actively uh, recommending something that's bad for people's health just to make money. <laughs> Alcohol is poison, though. Sure is. Causes people to pull out swords in the middle of fights. I'm going to bring it all the way around by a Japanese sword. You know, I guess it sounds like they, they need some some stuff for their economy. So I'm by a Japanese sword. Okay. Yes. Yeah, very good. You've saved the Japanese economy. Moving on. Next story. All right. From vice.com at a Russian arms fair this week, developers showed off their new creation and the logical next step of the robot arms race, a Boston Dynamics style dog robot an RPG strapped to its back. Video uploaded by Ria Novosti, a Russian state-owned news agency, uh, shows a robot in action, in which the robot tiptoes around before laying down on the ground. It's RPG pointed forward. The robot itself is dressed in something akin to the black outfit of a ninja. Its eyes, which are presumably cameras, peeking out. Ria Novosti said it spoke to the developers and wrote in a Telegram post that they said, This is a sample of the M81 robotic system, capable of conducting aimed shooting and transporting weapons, and for civilian purposes, it can be used in the emergency zone for reconnaissance, passage through rubble, and delivery of medicines. When used in combat, the robotic dog can also be engaged in target designation patrolling and security. I just want to point out that last month your story was that the robot broke the kid's finger playing chess and within a month we already have a robotic dog with an RPG strapped to its chest. That yeah, that's happening way too fast for my liking. Very much so. See what happens when you cut Russia off from the rest of the world? They get uh, they get squirrely. They do. And they're they're putting munitions on top of robotic dogs. I don't know if you've if you've you probably know of it. I don't know if you've watched it at all, but uh, War of the Worlds, the new uh, New epic miniseries. I don't have time for that. Either way, I've seen it, and this dog looks startlingly just like what's in those shows. So you're saying they ripped off the they ripped off the show? I think they ripped it off. Yeah, like the Russians, they 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 rip off a lot of things. Okay, that ties into my next story pretty good from the DailyHive.com. <laughs> Starbucks closed 130 stores in Russia early this year. But the country seems to have created its own copycat version, Stars Coffee. Of course. The branding bears an almost uncanny resemblance to the Seattle-based coffee maker's aesthetic, minus the bucks. With the help of Google Translate, the Stars Coffee website suggests that the former vice president of Starbucks in Russia and Kazakhstan, Ernesto Gonzalez, who doesn't sound Russian, is involved in the project. Website claims the new shop has improved the coffee bean game. Okay. <laughs> coffee is still dark roasted, but softer. Coffee oils are on the verge of coming to the surface of the beans. This allows them to come out only when crushed, which guarantees a brighter, balanced taste and aftertaste. Didn't they do that with McDonald's recently too? Yeah, they've done that with pretty much everything. I just feel like this is a missed opportunity where they could have at least named it something funnier. I mean, Star's Coffee, like I get it. They just... They want people to know what they're buying, but like, I don't know. It would have been funny if it was like Stalin bucks or <laughs> Gorba bucks. I don't know. You know what their tagline is though? The stars have stayed, but the bucks have gone. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> it's totally true. That's stupid. Well, yeah. No wonder they're 
causing some some strife and ruckuses in the world. Can't even come up with their own crap. Couldn't even make a new country. Had to take over another one. I hope. I really, you know, in a, in a very, very serious note that Nathan's going to say, I really hope all that stops soon. It's pretty brutal. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I really hope it does. It's not. It's not good for the world, Paul. How does it make you feel? It just it makes me feel sad for for the Ukrainian people. Like they're nice people. They're almost like Russians, but they're not. They're not. No. And I feel very very sad that this is happening. It's got to stop. If you could say something to a Ukrainian person right now, what would you tell them? I'm sorry. Hmm. That's it. I'm sure that means a lot to them, yeah. I'm sorry that the West hasn't blown Russia off the earth. Wow. With nuclear warfare. Okay. And chemical burns and stuff. Things we should have done in the beginning. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I hope I get sanctioned by Putin right now. We're saying that. All right. What if Putin listens to us? Like if Putin, you know what, Putin, if you listen, if you listen to the rewind, you can go take a long walk off short pier. Okay, Mr. Russian dude, stupid. You have nice abs, but you're dumb. You're dumb face guy. I don't like him at all. Stupid. My God, what has happened here? That's all I got to say. Please, let's move on. Okay. Well, from the CBC.ca. Two earthquakes that hit Liechtenstein, just as lawmakers in the tiny Alpine principality were debating the pros and cons of quake insurance. Oh, sweet irony! Mm-hmm. Lawmaker Bettina Petzold Mayer had just warned that the chance of all Liechtenstein citizens being affected by an earthquake striking the country were high when the first small tremor hit shortly before 2 p.m. local time on Thursday. That's old mayor laughed and continued until the second quake struck and caused the room to shake visibly. It's getting a bit much. Never know if there's going to be aftershocks, Speaker Albert Frick said, announcing a 15-minute recess. Election sign police said no injuries or damages were reported, gave a magnitude of 3.9 for the quake. Did they pass the insurance or not? Uh, they haven't got back to talking about it, I think. What a way to table that discussion. And I can't say that for certain because I'm just, that's just a guess. Do me a favor, look into that, will you? Sure. I know you won't, but if I say that, it actually feels like we might, you know, we might be a legitimate news source that people should come back to for updates. We are a legitimate news source. We are a news source. I don't know if we're legitimate, but we are we're, a news source. We're, we're saying things that are real. It's legitimate. Sure is. All right, moving on. From UPI.com. <laughs> it's UPI, but whatever. What? UPI, but whatever. <laughs> Well, firefighters in the UK recently happened upon a cow. The cow was in a sticky situation as it had somehow gotten its head wedged inside a tree. What a dumbass. See, I wouldn't have rescued it. I would have just made burgers. It would have been so much simpler. You don't have to worry about stuff and just boom, there it is. Just, you know, he's not going to run away or whatever. It's true. But a truly holy cow moment occurred Wednesday in the UK village of Shilbolton, Hampshire. 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 Whatever. The Hampshire or Hampshire, an island Isle of White Fire and Rescue Service were called out to the scene to discover that the cow stuck its head completely through a fork in the tree and was unable to move. It is unclear how or when the cow first got stuck. Poor thing. Yeah, they began like the firefighters and stuff. Uh, they began cutting around the tree, slowly removing portions of the willow, which is a very beautiful tree. It's probably many years old. I don't know if I'd take the willow over the cow. You can, cows can make more cows. But 
willows take a long time to to grow because they're very age-old ancient trees that was that was that was a bad move i wouldn't have made that move (laughs) it's a bad choice i think for the uk government to do that very good and so what did they cut it out or not no actually the animal was able to free itself oh it's a pointless story (laughs) stupid all right moving on moving on in fact all right i think i got one more great that's all i have in me that's all i can take right now this is different this is this is the nl times the old nl times nl times anal anal times Uh uh-huh it's like (laughs) i wonder if there's like a news um organization that is completely i shouldn't look this up because it'd probably take me down dark paths but like a news agency that's dedicated just to anal things like like bum diseases and like things you shouldn't do with your bum and things you shouldn't put up your bum what if that's a real thing what people have to realize is that we've been recording for 35 minutes and if you look at the playtime of this episode i'm sure it's about half that this is how much i've had to discard in the editing process <laughs> this is this is past me telling future me i'm sorry and the audience does not know the pain and suffering that i have to endure putting this show together <laughs> you're gonna go through so much shit I really do. I really do. All right, let's just get through this because I got to put this together and then I got to kill myself, maybe. Well, Phobia Clinic in Amsterdam is open up applications for the employee who is able to vomit at will. I can vomit at will. Do you know that about me? Dear God. So sometimes, this is a little bit into me here, Paul. If I have a really bad head, why do you play that music all the time? It's just, it's very touching music. I'm just talking about myself. Sometimes I get bad headaches. I'm like, man, this is too much of a headache. I like puke, usually in a toilet because I don't want to make a mess anywhere. And it actually clears up my headache. 30, hold on, what are we at? 37 minutes into recording. <laughs> well, let me continue. <laughs> so far, around 100 people have showed interest in the position. Kint Clinics in Amsterdam deals with people who have anxiety, phobias, or PTSD, according to its website. Its specialists treat phobias such as fear of heights, aversion to needles, and claustrophobia, for example. The clinic also helps people overcome a fear of vomiting. I don't have that fear. That's why I should be hired. It has put out a call for a part-time position in which a person will vomit on command, tell the clinic's patients, <laughs> deal with their vomiting phobia. Uh, the new hire will replace a previous employee who retired. <laughs> the new employee's job will consist of vomiting during a session with the patient. To allow the patient to face their phobia. Well, Nathan, on that bombshell question mark, hmm. we end the show. We play the cold play, and I tell the audience, thank you. I say reluctantly to you, thank you. And I say, follow us on the Twitters at I Love the Rewind. And also, if you like this show, and again, truncated, it's, who knows? what the actual running time is right now but it is certainly not the 40 minutes that i see on my recording counter uh if you if you like this truncated well edited episode of the rewind uh why not subscribe on apple podcasts we're also on amazon podcast stitcher tune in a bunch of other places i think we're also on google play again finally subscribe tell a friend let them know that there is jokes to be found jokes afoot jokes afoot laughs to be found on the rewind 
that is hosted by us. 15 years of this. I'm going to send you a sound bite of me vomiting for next Please don't. week's so nope. episode. Nope. Nope. That's it's okay. We don't need that. easy to do. Really not necessary. I'm good. Thank you. But I gave you my farts, Paul, and give you my vom- vomits. Farts are funny. Vomit less so. That's all. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Nathan, thank you. We got to go. <laughs> Reluctantly. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>